What? And there it is. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. What? No, here it is. Here oh, it is. come on. Podcasters, I don't even know what time it is. It's Jake time. <laughs> it's Jake time, my brother. I told Little you. Little podcast coming your way. <laughs> Hope to meet you soon. Peace. <laughs> I mean... What's the point? <laughs> I've seen the video. It is Chico time. <laughs> you have to put that on the website. I'm going to... So people can see that it genuinely is Chico time, and you delivered on your promise of several episodes ago. I did. I still haven't got Stampy, but I said I have to. I've got to You'll I've never get Stampy. No, I'm going to. You'll never get, get Stampy. I'm going to get him. I know people that know people. Excuse my glass and ice cubes. Uh, well, well done, and thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, Tammy. Uh, that is a stellar achievement. You, you, you genuinely made it Chico time. I did. Here on the hashtag What's the Point Checkpoint Mzine podcast. I'll have to get there for the music. <laughs> I was going to throw the music in after Chico. Where are fine. you? Yeah. Nah, no, that's fine. We're done. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. What's the point? I mean, what is the point? <laughs> Welcome along to the podcast. Uh, we've taken a few executive decisions between us, Tamara and I. Have we? Yes. We're, we're, it's a quiz amnesty. Oh, it is. Yes. Because we're too. You're you, you're working like a and dog. You're working. I'm not doing anything. I'm literally just I mean, having a laugh. Watching that crypto is hard work. It's really stressful. <laughs> I don't know if you have any Bitcoin doings yourself, if you're listening, but. It's been a very stressful time. It's, it's been, been a, a good time. It's been a good time, but it's also been a bad time if you haven't withdrawn your yeah. monies. Timing, it, it's like It's comedy. all about the timing. Yeah, it's a joke. It, it's all about the timing. <laughs> but um, so no no quiz, because I, I have to yeah. say I haven't done one. I've been really yeah. busy and I'm really sorry. Here's the thing. You know, I, I tweak the tiger's tail here. I have fun with Samir, but he's working hard, guys. <laughs> This guy needs a break. So uh, I, I, there, I think there's going to be, I'm going to declare, I'm going to try, th there's going to be a, a ribbing amnesty as well. It's going to be the oh, driest no. podcast. Oh, no. No, I can't, I can't. No, I you can you. rib. I, I don't mind ribbing. You. I no, feel no, no, for no, go you. for it. I don't mind. I'm easy. I go something lower than ribbing. No, no, <laughs> Steady. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, things to talk about, though. I've got things. Have you got things? I've got a couple of things I wanted to talk about, seeing as I've been stuck in a paint-infumed room for the last... Two oh, yeah. weeks. Tammy just bought a, a sprayer, a paint sprayer. Because it doesn't it work. Okay, well, I'm relieved because you didn't buy a mask. No, I didn't. No, did. He put it on reverse and he's covered head to toe. Uh, Splattered. So uh, you, you actually Dusted. played Splatoon in your own home. I, 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 you know, that, so that is one of the games I wanted to talk about. Oh, brilliant. Genuinely because of the painting. We did so. a proper audio link. Yeah, we did. Go on yeah, then. we did. Um, Excuse my eyes. No, no, it's fine. I wanted to talk about Splatoon and, and actually I've been, we've recently bought a house um, and before we move in, I, I thought it might be quite good for me to go in and do some paintball. <laughs> yeah, just do the work. Mm. Um, so for the first week, I, I took off a ridiculous number of wallpaper. So huge. And that's hard, actually. It's a horrible job. It's, it's, it's a, a very horrible it's, it's job. It's a horrible job. It's wet and sticky. and It's even more horrible when the plasterboard underneath isn't in oh, good shape. Oh, dude. 
Yeah, I've so by the time I This is a boredom alert. And I did that to all the rooms. The mm. carpets are coming in in a couple of weeks' time. Mm. So Constructor HD is another one. SimCity is another one. And uh, Cities XL. These are games I want to talk about. The fumes are getting to you, dude. Uh, and Sims. And You're Sim, jumping all the over Sims. the place. No, no. It's, uh, His I'm eyes wondering. are like spirals now going round and round. <laughs> uh, I feel like Khan from... Or Car from uh, Robin Hood. Um where was I? Oh, yes. You mean the Jungle Book. It's the Jungle Book. Sorry. Yeah, that's, I mean. Carry on. Yes. I mean, that's Prince. He's okay, guys. Prince He's John. okay. I'm going to keep him safe. There's a bed upstairs. <laughs> so, um, Splatoon, we, we, we went for kind of, uh, we didn't go for any obnoxious colours or sure. bold colours. That's a shame because I do love the colour palette. Love the colour palette. But what I did realise was the, 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 so I've been trying to spray gun. Mm. Didn't work. I've tried the rollers. It works yeah. like in Splatoon. Yeah. I've been trying the paintbrush. No wonder the paintbrush doesn't exist in Splatoon. <laughs> There's a reason. That's the setting I need. <laughs> that's the only way I could win. Well, with the paintbrush. Paintbrush paint Paintbrush mode. Just There's dab, no dab, bombs. Dab, dab. I've tried the bomb situation and it's left a mess in the room. Sure. Um, but I thought it was quite nice. But on a serious note, the, the, the paint physics in Splatoon are incredible. So yeah. if you look at the physics in which the paint drips mm. and you spread and you do the things, the viscosity is, the viscosity just right. is perfect. Um, it, it is quite a clever game. So fluid mechanics in games have become quite realistic. And it reminded me actually of a game uh, a, a long time ago. Uh, and I can't remember what it was. I'm which, so frightened. Which is really mm. a shame because I w was the voice of the journalist and it's why I voiced the journalist. Oh, the game, okay. Quite cool. This is another anecdote. Uh, it is another yeah. anecdote. But no, the reason I'm telling mm -hmm. you this is because in that game, the, the company was called Dark Energy Digital, I think they, they were at the time. But they had simulated, and this was about 2009, 8, 9, but they were one of the only companies in the world to have physically accurately simulated viscosity and fluidity, so fluid <laughs> mechanics. So they were no able reason. to predict... Sort of a hobbyist. Well, they were able to predict the way in which floods were going to kind of if they broke oh, a wow. bank beach a bank how how were they going to breach it and where were they going to go they could even uh, apply it to volcanoes so if there was a volcano explosion or a magma just release. change the setting to seven <laughs> yes on viscosity on viscosity M magma yeah. is seven Ma yeah, <laughs> yeah eight, eight solid glass is ten yeah it just doesn't move but it does move but it does yeah it does mm. every so, 800 years it drips yes I didn't know it was 800 years. 800 it was a years long for, for glass to do one drip. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually. It's mad, isn't so it? anyway, so that, that was what I was thinking about with my uh, paint fumes in, yeah. in my lonely uh, setting. There we go. Oh, mate. So there we go. Nearly there. Nearly there. Nearly there. But it was cool. It was great because the Splatoon thing, it just, it, it, you know, I was trying to, I was looking, I mean, I was looking for things to you know splat splat mm. um, that's all any of us is doing yeah uh i wanted to before i forget about it yeah uh take a sip of my drink this really great thing so we found on youtube a a video called something like the incredible marble game or something spike loves marble runs yeah it's his favorite thing okay and so we love i've talked about winter yeah, yeah, and yeah. his marble machine so this is a new thing which is like a simulated marble run thing okay and it's like a blue background with black sort of bits of machinery right marble sort of fall through things and along runs and get flipped up in the air and stuff yeah and uh, he he watched this video 
like on an endless loop. He loved it. And I'm going to find it. Find I'm it? I'm going to send you the... I mean, you can put, post the link if anybody ever wanted to watch it. I will. But it's it's really good. And... Oh, this There's is also, quite this a is few real. of them. This no, is a real no. What one. you're looking at is not the one I'm talking about. This is me trying to find it. In oh, okay. Time, which is really bad. So what I can see at the screen at the moment is somebody yeah, who's not actually that. built then, uh, a marble. This room. is not a real. It's not a real thing. So do you remember Marble Mac? This, the Incredible Marble Race. Okay. Uh, and it's on a channel called Deep Space. Okay. Go for it. So it's uh, it's just this little mechanical, uh, virtual mechanical. Don't talk to me about Bitcoin. <laughs> Sorry about let's, this. Let's see. This is a uh, targeted ads. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So, all right, now you can see it, right? It's this oh, kind cool. of virtual machinery with oh, okay. cogs and ratchets and yeah, tubes yeah, yeah. and things and stuff flies around through it. And That's amazing. Yeah. And so you, there are 20 marbles that go down and you pick the one that you want to win, 16 marbles, and... Uh, and they will go through this machine. Spike so it's basically, this. it's lemmings for marbles. Ve- that's a very good description, yes. It's this marble run, and which one will get to the end first. Yeah. And it's really, really intricate and elaborate. And when I was a kid, I would have, I think, probably been as obsessive over this as, as Spike is. I would have done, because there was a game called, I think it was Marble Madness on the... Yes. Mega, not Mega Drive, it was the Master System and the Game Gear, I think. And I used to spend... I mean, it, the, the whole point of Mousetrap being so cool wasn't the Mousetrap itself. It was no. the contraption in which the marble set it all off. That Absolutely. was, for me, uh, quite cool. Yeah. Now, I uh, have... Uh, have you still game... got marbles from kit from when you were I a kid? I lost them. Uh, I do. I, found I might mine the do. Other day. I might have a couple. Yeah. I found mine the other day, and they brought back so many amazing memories, actually. Yeah. Well, Spike has a, a healthy killer. I've made up for the deficit, that's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying... Less fun to tread on. Um, anyway, I found this sort of Rube Goldberg kind of contraption game on iOS, and, okay. and that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it wasn't this. Anyway, what I discovered was that there were lots of videos made by other people that looked exactly like this machine. Okay. Same colour blue on the background and same black kind of silhouette thing. And I was thinking... Hang on a minute. This isn't an animation. This has been made with software. Yes. It looks that way. It looks like it, there are elements and you go into a game creator mode and you can then mess around with it as much as you would do in something like Roller to- Coaster Tycoon or similar where you build your roller coaster. Yes. Only this is completely kind of freeform. Yeah. And it's called Algodoo. A-L-G-O-D-O-O. Okay, cool. And... Uh, I've downloaded it, and it's—I mean, it's just paradise. If you like tinkering with marbles and stuff, yeah, it's got springs and pulleys and cogs and levers and. So you could make things. a pinball machine you, if you wanted to. The whole thing is designed as an educational toy to learn about physics. Oh wow! Okay, great. Um, through play, and so, so this you is, can make anything you want, and it's really cool. So this is this is why I think it's so important for us to not freak out about our kids spending time. Yeah. If they are using the right tools to learn different things like programming or physics-based stuff or maths or acquisition of language or whatever it is, yeah, we really have to encourage this kind of stuff. And and there's a lot of really good educational games out there for kids and for adults alike. I mean. How amazing is it that now, in this day and age, if you didn't know how to do long division, for example, when you were a kid, I never, I had trouble with that. I can divide, no problem. But long division itself, I didn't get it. But now there are 
games and apps that show you how to do that and you can learn with your child at the same yeah. time which is quite quite exciting so and yeah definitely so uh anyway we've been kind of tinkering with that what i will say is very hard watch some of the videos first actually because it will kind of inspire you for what can be done so can i see what you've done um yeah if i can get my ipad okay um but it's literally it's can we like post it, it? Can it's, we a, post it it's, it's literally a cog going round, flicking a little sort of levery thing that's attached to a spring and literally just pushing a marble about okay i might try and build a bit more but how much how long yeah. did that take you to do uh, about 14 days no yeah. it took no it took i mean if i sat down and what's the it, learning curve is what i'm trying to get at um i th i think you you can start to have you can start to make things that have some meaning or effect within a few minutes, you know, that, that are kind of pleasing where you're kind of like, Hey, I meshed a couple of cogs together and now they're turning. That's really fun. And do we know if the physics are accurate? I, I, does, do you, does, yeah. the, does the marble fall at 9.2 meters per second per second? Well, you can adjust gravity. It defaults right. to, I think, normal gravity. Okay. But yeah, I think the idea is that everything is pretty much bang on the money. That's that's impressive. It's really good, and it's available on what uh, the um, iPad, iOS, it's available and Android, uh, presumably. I uh, yeah, I think so. Let me have a quick look. But yeah. I think that. Um, so think of a. You can uh, get it on a Mac. Lens. You can get it on an iPad. You can get. Oh, so it's multi-platform. You can get it for free on Mac and Windows. And uh, presumably there'll be a Raspberry uh, Pi. Uh, version as well somewhere on android if there's an android version it, it should work i have no idea yeah that's that so have a look at the video we'll post the video yeah um we'll post a couple of links to the videos uh the marble madness of it all but i really recommend it it's a it's a it's an amazing thing that they've done well done them well done well done so what was the name of it again algo do a-l-g-o-d-o-o we'll put that in the description com. as well yeah cool yeah um which uh, slightly ties into another story, which is that um, Google has released some game development thing where you can... Game Builder. Yes. Which uh, lets you craft your own game on Steam. Yeah. Now, this is, I think, if it's the same thing, you don't need to be able to code anything. So it's using something like, the uh, you know, similar to Unreal or... Uh, the um epic engine i can't remember what it's called but yes you can use uh you can create a space and just drop things in is that right yeah and i think apparently the idea is that you don't have to compile your programs so yeah. it's sort of instant it works yeah uh and apparently it says uh, builders can use thousands of pre-made models from google poly which i thought was a virtual parrot <laughs> No, I thought you could just mount your phone on your shoulder. <laughs> mount your would, phone. It would, yeah, it would sort of bad mouth you and poo down your back. But the bad news is you're going to have to find a friend for that. So, hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was an interesting idea for people who it want is. to do that sort of I thing. Think, and, and, and I think coding, I still think coding is very important because it's the base language of which everything is used. However, um, as we progress and as we get further on, mm. coding uh, becomes more technical but allows us the user interface like Google's thing, as we were talking about, or the Unreal Engine or, or any other engine that allows you to kind of create a space and build rooms. The game that Hydrophobia, that's the game that I was the voice of that I was talking to you about, about uh, uh, oh, right, fluidity. Okay. Hydrophobia actually used a very similar engine and they were able to build a game 
they were able to build this game in in literally no time with a, a fraction of the size of the development team because you didn't have dedicated artists creating artwork for the for the game you didn't have coders creating the back end for it you didn't have right. any of that stuff being made all you had was they had this proprietary engine that they'd created yes and they were able to populate it with prefabricated stuff that was in already built into that environment now a lot of uh, publishers that own studios people like ubisoft people like ea people like microsoft and sony um they d- and even you know even independent developers who yeah. sometimes self-publish will have their own proprietary engine so for example battlefront or battlefield or whichever battle thing that you want battle, battle fudge battle fudge yeah uh, the frostbite <laughs> engine is a proprietary engine that was created by right, right. dice so they would use that engine but that also comes now that's starting to make its way to ea sports or it has done for a while so you'll see it in fifa in ubisoft they've got their own proprietary engine that they use dunya for example the dunya engine which, which they use in far cry that Dunya engine, I think, has now been used in a few of the Tom Clancy uh, titles. So, so there are these uh, remedy the guys that were behind the original Max Payne and the guys behind Alan Wake and Quantum Break, some great games that really kind of comment on our state of society. Um, they've got their own proprietary engine. So these things are now tools that allow people to come in clean and go right i want to build this world but i don't have to sit here and code a tree or code a leaf right you know or a blade of grass that goes with the wind these are all things the physics is built into that back-end engine so this is a good thing i think and it allows people to understand that the creative process isn't something that's daunting and isn't something that is inaccessible you can actually as a child or as an adult you can create this world and create something like flower will we in the sort of way of uh in a way, operating system software, which mm. is perhaps the closest analogy you could you could have in a sort of out of gaming world. Yeah, will there come? Will we come to a singularity? You know, will will someone one day create the ultimate engine that powers all games? Uh, I think that's a difficult question. Thank I think, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think the reason that the answer to that is no is because it's unless. One publisher owns all IP. Yeah. It's very, very difficult for that because half of the fact is is that these engines are competing engines, right? So they drive competition, but they also drive innovation and they right. drive advancement. The problem is, is if you get one engine that does all and fits all, yeah. great, that's fantastic. But then where does the innovation come from? And who then has the monopoly of it? And and, and then, you, then you, there's no need to have separate publishers, or separate mm. developers because ultimately anybody can do anything but in another sense yes i mean i was just thinking about like windows you well, know how yeah. it just worked and... it does but but from a game development it's very different because you've got ip and ip is, needs to be licensed and the license is owned by the platform holder or by the by the publisher or by the developer but on the other side of that that doesn't mean that we won't see and we're already seeing the rise of indie games you know how easy mm. it is for people to go and develop i mean you have seen it on the switch yourself the yes. amount of stuff that's on the switch that's indie developed stuff yes and of course the game that we're going to develop yes <laughs> yes i was thinking about that, that today did actually. we do anything like that? well we need to do a call out for people to kind of remind us not remind us we've got the ones that we've got but if there are any other games because i think 
I genuinely think, mm. one, you know, give it till the end of this year and then we'll start, what we'll do is we'll start releasing some stuff about it. I think it's going to be quite interesting. I want to relaunch the magazine again because I think we can do some cool stuff with that in the magazine. But um, we want to hear your ideas. Oh, yeah. We really want to hear your ideas for video games. I think it's going to, I think, it, and we can do anything. As long as it's not, can I just put a few caveats here? Sure. Let's not use like licenses. So don't turn around and say we want Ghostbusters because we won't be able to do oh, yeah, Ghostbusters or Indiana Jones or whatever. <sighs> An original idea. Ultimate Boot Eater 4. Why, I think we should start the franchise at four. I was going to say, where did one, two, and three go? <laughs> well, because everyone be like, oh, this is... I mean, if it survived to four... Yeah, but why have I never heard of it It's got to be good. <laughs> uh, and it's you, you just have to eat. Should we, should we make a decision yeah. on the genre? Should we choose a genre? Um, let's go for... So we've got first-person shooter, third-person action-adventure, sport title, we've got a puzzle game, we've got simulators... A role-play game, board game. Here's what's, here's what's going to surprise you. Go on. Don't say first-person shooter. I'm going to say sports game. What? I know. What? And you know how I feel about yeah, sport and sports games. Yes, I do. Why? Are you because, because <laughs> yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, okay. And I'm thinking, let's make the sports game for people like me. Like, let's do what, what would, and there are some things that you can just, it's really about making physical comedy. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Slapstick. So I've got hit bad hurdler, right? <laughs> Your idea is to not jump as many hurdles as possible and end the race looking like a 10 pound bag of mixed meat Amazing. that someone won in a pub. Amazing. We could do bad hurdler. We could do bad long jumper. Yeah, Where, all bad. The bad franchise. Copyright the bad franchise. Bad sports. Bad sports. Bad sports. Bad ball. So instead of baseball, we have bad ball, where you actually have to hit the guy in the head. <laughs> you went there. I didn't Did. go there. Bad swimming. I, yes, come on. How fun would this be? <laughs> bad golf. Yeah, bad discus would be catastrophic. Oh, bad discus. Actually, we could see... So this is it. We could see how many of the spectators we could take out. Yeah, exactly. And use your yeah, blood yeah, yeah. mechanic from that game that you were playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like the yeah. spillage. Yeah. The, the grotesque. I'm grotesque. talking about carnage. Okay. I love that idea. I think that's really funny. I'd do that. I'd play that game. So it kind of a sporting destruction derby. Just, just, yeah, bad sport. Bad sport. Bad, bad. We sport. want to hear your bad sports at Checkpoint MZ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Any hashtag thoughts you what's have. the point. Hashtag bad games. Hashtag bad games. Bad games. No, no, no. Because people will oh, no. click on Actually, that hashtag. Yeah. No, no, no. No, this is bad, bad sports, show. bad sports. Bad sports. Hashtag bad sports. I'm glad you said this is a family-friendly show, because I think it's worth reiterating to people. I think it is. Just in case, like, people are just coming to the show, uh, you can listen to this. It's perfectly fine. No like, swears. With your kids. No swears. None of that business. Um, simply because people like to listen while they're making the tea. Quite. Or in the car. Or in the car. Or school runs. Or perhaps when they run a crash and they're not very good at their job. <laughs> Just not committed. Sit down, people, and listen to these two idiots talking, please. Yes. Um, yeah. Chariot games. Bad chariot games. Bad chariot. Like, I'm just thinking, I'm going, I'm going. Choose your wheel modifications. Yes, you know? right. 
Yeah. Skiing, bad skiing. Oh, that's the so, one. So how many, how far down the mountain can you How many you fall? people will you take out? And how far do you tumble? Yes. So you've got the multiple. How many ski, like just a, just a ragdoll tumbling yeah. endlessly through a white Through a abyss. white, ab- yeah, oblivion. Well, we've set you off, guys. We want to hear your thoughts. So yeah. make sure you message us with yeah. your ideas. Pick, pick the sport you want us to do badly. Or pick first. the sport that you hate. Exactly. What's, and just, just yeah. put a twist on it. Particularly if you've got any funny stories involving you and just multiple snap limbs. <laughs> I'd love to hear about that. Still a family show, guys. Yeah, yeah, Still yeah. Still a family sure, show. Sure, sure, sure. Um, what we should talk about yes. is uh, the benchmark has been unveiled for the PS5. Did you know this? I no, think this I didn't. is That's breaking. Okay, go. I mean, it won't be by the time you're listening to this. No. This will be old news. I mean, it'll be a couple of days old. But... It'll be, be, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so have they announced an 8K? Are they, are they going to take on Scarlet? I don't know about that. Okay. Almost certainly, though. Uh, so this, I saw this on T3.com, and uh, it looks like they're trying to leapfrog, effectively, the Xbox Scarlet. So the benchmark, uh, which is the that's the computer test, right, for yeah, processing yeah. power yeah, that yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. So the um, PS4 comes in at uh, 5,000. Okay, that's pretty impressive. On the benchmark. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. What the PS5 is? Uh, probably about, well... 20,000. 20,000. So hold on a minute. The, so it's... Uh, 2k upscaled 20,000 over 20,000 that's at 5,000 so that's four times as much so it will be 8k then it i mean i would have thought so uh and it better be true 8k and not upscaled 8k yeah that sounds about that sounds about the right figures for an 8k machine so apparently uh it's going to be an eight core zen 2 cpu guys and a custom navi cpu uh, it was, it was very tasty. exciting to me. Very exciting. Um, um, anyway. That's exciting stuff. That's, well, it's about time, because Sony didn't have a presence, I don't think, at E3. They they kind of sacked it off. Yeah. Um, which they've been doing recently, but I think they've played a clever game before where they've waited to see what everybody else is announcing, and then they've just gone, hey, hi, everybody. Mm. You know, this is what we're doing. But I'll be, I'll be... I'd be surprised at, at, well, I'd like to see the PS5. I'd like to see what it is that they're going to do with it because we've had the PS4 with the PS4 Pro. None of them have been 4K. Um, the Xbox, we've had three iterations, like, and we've spoken about this before. The Xbox One X was true 4K. Um, it wasn't upscaled. The Xbox One S was upscaled, but still looked good, and you had the HDR element. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Um, the, the Sony platform is winning right now. Uh, in this current gen, yeah, um, the PS4 is is yeah. the is the uh, console of choice. Yeah, not my favourite. Um, not going to lie to you, but uh, Don't it, lie. Is, it is it is that's winning. so important. It is really important. If we're going to go forward with this, Tamir, yeah, please, I'm sorry. Please don't. Lie. I mean, I'm really sorry. Uh, good. And uh, another story that I had. Oh, do you want to do one of yours? Or do you? I mean, no. I, to be honest with you, I haven't really. I haven't really. Uh, I haven't really been paying much attention. I haven't played anything. Uh, okay. In fact, I've been playing Risk, and every time I've been playing Risk, I've lost. 
It's been. It's just. It's, like, it's a really it's like bad Bitcoin. streak. Yeah, it, it is a right right now. I mean, I think it's because when I was younger, I never lost a game of Risk, and it got to the point where I started playing so much. Now I think I'm never going to win a game. I think I've had all of my wins. Mm. I'm never going to get any wins again. So. Babe, you're in a dark place. I'm in a really dark place right now. I'm going to give him a big hug in a minute. <laughs> um, what, what, are the, what are the news? Well, this I saw on Kotaku mm. saying that there's a definitive edition of Age of Empires 2 coming. Oh, gosh. Another definitive edition of another fantastic game when it was released. Ensemble Studios, I think, were behind the original Age games. Um, and they were great. They, they set a standard for for kind of real-time strategy games. They were fantastic. That and yeah. Command and & Conquer were fantastic. They did release the Age of Empires, uh, I think it was about three years ago on PC, and they redid it, and it was such a... It was a big thing. Right. Um, uh, and Microsoft really went hell for leather for it, and I think it did all right, but... <sighs> Can I say I'm a bit annoyed with these re-releases, uh, these kind of definitive editions, these upscales. You can say it. I mean, people will silently judge you, but definitely they can judge, it, They can judge me. I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. My issue with these definitive things is, is that it almost feels like the games industry is losing its kind of edge. And I'm not talking about publishers that are out there doing some great things and the developers that are out there doing great things you know you know bethesda is a perfect example of, of, even though i'm not a big bethesda game fan what they do is brilliant rockstar another great yeah uh, you know publisher and uh, but culturally are we not in this sort of uh reflective retrospective era anyway when you've got the live action or you know whatever uh, version of the lion king coming out like we're we're doing this sort of looking back fondly thing you know right? yeah but i think sometimes looking back at things highlights the problem with the thing and by highlighting the problem then whatever rose tinted glasses you're looking at or you're looking through are shattered and i think the age Gosh. games <laughs> i am in a dark place, imagery yeah 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 um and and, and and i think that's my concern is is that we instead of moving forward and and this by the way i think is a commentary on politics as well as anything else we are retrospectively looking back at things like the great war and looking where we are now and the rise of the right wing and the left wing make america great again make america great again we're seeing all of these signs they are releasing next year america the definitive edition the definitive america it's been completely yeah. remastered <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point i think what's the point mm, right i say what's the point what's the po I, I don't see why we have to be retrospective about things retrospectively looking at things to learn from them great and to and to study them and to see how we got to where we are but regurgitating stuff just because it was a good hit is lazy i it, that's my that's my thing i also think i was speaking to cass uh, our cast producer cass who uh, mm. who you know and we were she's talking about mine. this she's not yours she's not mine. she was your producer for a while wasn't she Oh, she she did a few cover shows. Oh, okay. Uh, I did for John. I Holmes. love Cash. She's a lovely, lovely I love, girl. I love Cash. She's not mine. She's not yours. Um, but we were talking about it, and I and she said, "What what's see what's going on with the world?" And, and I said, "Look, I I have a theory that you know the the poles were supposed to flip, 
Yes. Well, I, the Earth's I, poles. The you Earth's know poles. Yeah, yeah. Poles. <laughs> the Earth's yeah. poles. We're supposed to flip. We're supposed to have flipped, right? Mm. I think something has happened. I think we something's happened. We've all we've gone. We've all gone nuts. The poles have have flipped and. Cass believes that ever since we found the... Uh, oh, is she a flat earther? No, 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 no. Uh, just... Cass believes... Oh, my God, I've just come up with the best comedy character Go idea. Go on. Flat earther kit. <laughs> as in Knight Rider kit? Yeah. No, as oh. in earther kit. Oh, as in earther kit. Flat, flat earther kit. kit. Very good. It would be fun. Oh, do him with the Sheikh Yorbuti, and they'll be on a they'll be on a on a ride. That's another character of Tamas, just so, in case people well don't know you. No, <laughs> I'm an Arab. It's fine. Yeah, I can yeah. say things like that. Um, so she reckons that when the Hadron Collider happened, yeah. something's happened. Oh right, we created so we, some we've vortex created thing. some vortex right, that right. we've slipped back into some parallel universe, and yeah. it's, and it's all. I mean, this yeah. could be a great premise for a game. You walking around doing your tour of CERN, and all of yeah. a sudden. You walk out of there and everything's yeah. just slightly off. Just a little bit off. Just a little bit off. Basically, like, we're, we're, we've become the kind of uh, ice cream van Disney drawings of our former selves. That's exactly what it is. That's just, exactly just what it is. Just slightly off. Yeah, just a little bit. Not real. Yeah. Eyes are a little bit too big. I'd like to um, credit John Finnemore with that joke. I love John Finnemore. <laughs> he's amazing. I love John Finnemore. I hate him. He's I brilliant. Know. He's brilliant. That's why I hate, I hate him. him. He's, he's my age. Yeah. He's anyway, brilliant. Age of Empire 2 Definitive, Definitive Edition features a graphical overhaul, fully remastered audio, and a brand new campaign, The Last Khans, which was, of course, Shaka. Shaka, Shaka, Shaka Khan. Did he start the independent group and then went and became head of the Liberal Democrats? That's Chaka Romina, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, definitive editions. I'm not happy with. Um, I am happy, and and, no, actually, and I'm not saying this to be a contrarian. Go on, but um, I I Why? do feel there were some really great games. Like here's the thing: you you set, you buy your little seventy nine pounds. So you look at the tiny little baby version of the PlayStation One, and you start playing the games. You get oh yeah, now I remember why we had the PlayStation Two, and then three, and then four, because they. They were terrible. Not that they were terrible games, but they were there was a lot era. of things wrong with them. It's like yeah. when you look at a classic old car and you go, oh, what a lovely thing. And then you try and drive it and you go, oh, yeah, okay. I know why we invented power steering now. So what I'm saying is do a remaster, but but make it a reboot. You know, put in those things that weren't there the first time around. Yeah, I so I can evolve I can, them a I can bit. Go on, I can get on board with that, but then the problem that you have is is that by doing that, the purists then go. Yeah, you've got the purist element, but then you are you're changing the integrity of the game. You're changing what the game was. So, say for example, let's take I don't know Monkey Island as an example. Okay, okay, because that I think that was done really really well because all it was was the same game just with updated graphics. Right, right? Uh-huh. now. That game was a game of its time, mm. right? And it, and it was an incredible game of its time. And it was a point-and-click adventure that everybody everybody pretty much played, right? Mm-hmm. So when they reskinned it, they didn't change the story. They didn't add things to it that you wouldn't have added because that would have ultimately have changed yeah, the yeah, direction yeah. of the game. Um, but they did make it, I, I suppose that's what you're saying, they did make it more beautiful and fill in the kind of backgrounds and allowed your, you know... I think what I'm saying is... Uh... <sighs> Crash Bandicoot. Now, okay. there's a good example. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back and played 
you know, the original mm. ones. Because they re-released the original yeah. one before they sort of did rebooty yeah. things. And I played it for a bit and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember now. Now I remember how infuriating this was. And I know gamers, purest gamers are going to be like, yeah, 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 and yeah, and that jump did have to be pixel perfect. And good. That's how gaming should be. Shouldn't be pleasant. Should be hard. And then everyone can see that I'm the best. I don't care about that. Like, I just want to have a great time, you know, jumping up a waterfall or whatever. It's great. But I don't want to just die over and over and over again in the same spot, over and over and over again. It's maddening. It is maddening. Uh, and that happened quite a lot in Metal Gear Solid, which I'm sure you experienced. No, imagine as well. how far I got with that. <laughs> imagine. But I, it's kind of stupid. I'm off down the path. I agree, I agree, but I, I also think there's something to be had. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you're learning a process and you're learning a character and you're learning a thing, and it is infuriating and it is extremely annoying. But I think, I mean, what do you want from Crash Bandicoot? What, I what want do you the want? fun bits and not the maddening bits. But then it stops being Crash Bandicoot. It starts being a, a different game. Do you, do you understand? And I think this is I think this is my problem with generally with everything. I mean, the other argument here is is that let's go let's take Tomb Raider, right? Okay. I mean, you go black, go black. Oh. I'm sorry, go back. That would be an interesting reboot, <laughs> and I am on board with that. I agree. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about bra sizes, shall we? Let's talk about the ridiculous. Okay. What are you? I'm a the ridiculous cleavage that was. You know, if you go back to the '90s with that loaded and nuts attitude, that yeah, whole yeah. kind of thing. That you know, we go back to that point, and if we reboot, do we reboot the game? Do we do we keep the game true to itself, or do we take the game like with the Lara Croft and like with many other games that they've taken from uh, that era and kind of treat it for the 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 moment that we're in now? I mean, I think it is. It's important for us to know where we've come from, but I think it's very dangerous for us to live in the, you know, oh. Hallecean moments, if you like, of, of of that time. Because we, what we do is, as humans, we forget all of the gunk that goes with it. The same reason why when you went back to Crash, you were like, yeah. I'm really annoyed with this. I couldn't remember. Yeah, but also I felt it was appropriate that Crash... Bandicoot's breasts were substantially smaller and it was much less of a sort of parody of Bandicoot's and much more <laughs> realistic as a Bandicoot. <laughs> you know, it, and, and it, more than that, it was a multifaceted Bandicoot. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just like the novelty of a Bandicoot. Yeah. You actually felt that this was a, a Bandicoot that, that was an evolved. individual. It evolved. That, well, just the way the Bandicoot was presented. Right. You know, to right. the non-Bandicoot gaze. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, I'll see you in the car park. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, no car park. But yeah, I, I, I think that's my I think that's my. Issue. I agree. I agree. I think um, we, we lose something. I think we have to remember and respect and appreciate. It's like going back, right? Go to the British Museum, take something out of the British Museum and go, <laughs> that piece of pottery was terrible. I could do better. Taking it, smashing it up, building, you know, doing it and then building it up again from the same materials. But you're not smashing up the original. It's still there if you want to go and enjoy it. Yeah, but I, is it really still there? Is it really still there? Yeah. Is, or is it lost in the mind? eBay. <laughs> and if you go on eBay, uh, eBay. eBay, it's, they've got loads of stuff on there. They've yeah. probably got dozens of old games there. Yeah, but there's going to be a point at which you're not going to be able to play it because the connections for the TVs... So you do want things. them to re-release them? No, I don't. you want them to do... No, I don't want them to Do you just think we just forget it? I, just no, I think it. you evolve the IP. You don't... 
you don't you don't keep you don't go back you don't go back and rewrite Lord of the Rings. So you, well, hang on, wait. Do you evolve it or don't you evolve it? You do evolve it, but you don't go back and re-release it, remaster it, and re and have the same game again, just with better graphics. Unless it's Monkey Island, because that's that's a whole different thing. Or Day of the Tentacle. I'd be happy for Day of the Tentacle to come back. Any point and click adventure game, really, I think, is an exception. Because well, the mechanic I, 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 is, I don't know. The mechanic is always going to be the same in a point and click adventure game. Um, I thought that the um, the point and click adventure was pointless. Uh, What's the point and click? N- no, the. Uh, <laughs> Where are you going, Jake? Come on, spit it out. <laughs> well, there was Remember the family show. There was the Jim Davidson point and click adventure. <laughs> That's a second edit. Anyway, anyway, we're gonna have to cut that out. You're giving like, me work. You sit here and you tell uh, me I'm going to edit it for you. I'm going to edit it for you because you think I'm letting this off my computer and everything. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I, that's don't just don't go back and re-release. If you're going to release a Crash Bandicoot game, make a new Crash Bandicoot game. If you're going to release a new uh, Age of Empires game, right. and by the way, Age of Empires was done by Ensemble, right? Ensemble Studios. The uh, was it Ensemble? I think it was, it was. I don't think it was. I've said that twice now. I'm going to have to check it out. But anyway, Age of yeah. Empires was done by was it? I'm sure it was. I'm going to check it. Age of Empires. I feel like it was. Ensemble. It, it was, was ensemble. ensemble. Ensemble were the definitive publish uh, d- the developer on real time strategy games. They knew they made all of the Age of games: Age of Mythology, Age of Empires, Age of JJJ, Age, Age of Animus, Age of, <laughs> Age of anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they made their very last. Their very last game was Halo Wars which was a real-time strategy game in the Halo universe. And then they were disbanded by Microsoft. They were a Microsoft studio, oh. so they were owned by Microsoft. Microsoft turned around and said, right, we're not, we're, you know, we don't need Ensemble anymore. So I, I think, well, because they, I don't know, they brought in a different, I think they brought in the Creative Assembly who do um, the uh, Rome at War and the the, the war games, the, the, the real-time strategy, what the really good real-time strategy games that used to be on TV. Do you remember they used to have this TV where they showed historical battles and you had to re-enact these battles? It was like a Channel 5 thing. Anyway. The fumes. I know. It's true. They used, they used <laughs> sure. these. They used this. So sure. Creative Assembly came in, but Creative Assembly has always been an independent studio primarily attached with Sega because of their franchise. So Ensemble left. And if you're going to... So what I'm, let me, what I'm trying to get at is... You killed Ensemble, so you killed the franchise with it. If you're going to bring back the age off, bring back the best people that would, that know the franchise and did it. And that's Ensemble. Ensemble don't exist. But anymore. will they do that in, in... No. They won't bring Ensemble back. Ensemble but, but what I'm disbanded. saying is because what we talked about last week, I think, was, uh, or, you know, 20 minutes ago, if you're binging these things, guys, <laughs> uh, uh, was this thing of at some point you have to accept that you're... Even as the originator, you're not necessarily the best person to take a creative idea forward. No, I, so you're now countering that by saying, bring back the original people. I'm not, and I'm saying no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you're going to release a new game, give it a new title with a new developer. Don't ride on the, the shoulders of giants like some 
scientists did um, and use that as a platform or a format or a template for you to build your name on. I don't think it's fair. Right. uh, So I'm not arguing that if you're going to bring back Age of Empires or an Age Off game, bring it back and make a song and dance about it being different. Change a mechanic. Bring Mm. a new developer in. Look at the way in which the game should have evolved if it has still existed and where it should be now and how it should work. Don't recreate something that was released and and was revered in that time because of its technological advancement because all you're doing is is looking back and taking steps back that's my point okay does that make sense no yeah no i tuned out (laughs) that's about me that's not about you funny story true story (laughs) true story (laughs) talking about uh our wills Oh, really? really important conversation. Yeah, it is. It's been on the radio a lot recently, actually. Me and Kim. And uh, I said, um, well, look, you know, it goes without saying that, you know, if if anything happened to me, then everything I have would go to you. Mm. And And then I said, I sort of wondered if you had anything, but obviously take your time. (laughs) Take your time and have a think about it. I sort of expected you to say something there, but that's no, no worries. And then Kim sort of said, I'm really sorry, I totally tuned out. What did you say? <laughs> don't, worry. don't worry about it. I'm dying. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm dying. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway. Yes. I'm sure you're right. I'm probably wrong. The, the audience will let us know. We want to know, would you want, do you want to see games re-released with new skins or do you sometimes want to like, you know, they brought back a Tomb Raider and the only thing they changed was they let you save at any point instead of when you found a save crystal, like Tomb Raider 3 or something. I was like, that's a good idea. That is a good idea, and that was a problem with a lot of games before, but this was a memory issue. So, you know, this is every game now has okay. checkpoints okay. and saves, yeah, okay. which is why we've got okay. a checkpoint magazine. What? I said every game now has a checkpoint in which it saves, which is why we've got a checkpoint magazine. The whole point is, is that... Checkpoint magazine? You reach your checkpoint. This is your, this is your checkpoint of where you are. I've never heard of that. No. Uh, finally, <laughs> 10th of July, not long oh, now. Not long now. Or What's that, Minecraft? Earth? Years ago. No, uh, Nintendo's next smartphone game oh. has a release. It's Dr. Mario World. Free to play smartphone game. I'd be it's really bejeweled. worried. It's basically oh, is it? bejeweled. Okay. I was going to say, I'd be really worried if he went from plumber to doctor. <laughs> it's just. Same thing, isn't it? It's all pipes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's just, uh, uh, well, yeah, it's basically a Nintendo Candy Crush. Okay. Well, it's kind of exciting. It is. For people who like obsessively putting things into lines of three and making them go away. I know. That's a, that's an obsessive compulsive disorder. I I could stop whenever I like. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to. Well, it's, um, it is going to be interesting. We've got Gamescom's just around the corner. So, you know, we'll get more information. More information from Gamescom. There'll be some big uh, shout-outs from uh, big developers and big publishers from there. And Chico. And Chico. I can't believe you did that. That was amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Glad you liked that. I'll put put the video out there. Um, Yeah. uh, So we are going to see over the next couple of months and running up to Christmas now, this is is kind of the hot time 
for gaming. This is going to be the the exciting time. For those of you who can hear clicks, it's oh, just I, Jake tapping a drumstick. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> awful, isn't it? It's like Dermot O'Leary on it's Radio just, 2. It is exactly like Dermot Shocking. O'Leary. Take the pencil out of your mouth. Yeah. Dermot. Have you seen any of his real lives or whatever they are? Shows on the BBC on Sunday nights. I don't read him. I don't read him. I, I, um... When he started on the radio, I thought he was okay. I thought he was—he had something. Did you? Yeah, I did. I really did. I could see the potential in him, okay. but I don't think he was produced properly. And I think he got too big for his own boots with the whole X Factor thing. And, and he's a nice guy. I've met him. He's a nice enough guy, but yeah. But I don't rate him as a as a broadcaster um, at all. So I don't watch no. it. So the answer to your question is, I don't really watch. I don't it's, seek it's anything pure out. Is it? And I, I think it was Dermot's format. I, mean, I, I think there's a reason he's format. a presenter. I, I, he's an associate producer on it as well. How is he? Is and he? it all just feels like I can see you thought this would be a fun idea, but but it, it isn't. Mm. It isn't fun. No. It isn't fun at all. Um. Bye bye. So um, <laughs> I did a parody of uh, Dermot. Uh, Radio 4. Oh. Could we end with the jingle? Yes, please. I right. love that. All right, well, we'll say, we'll say b- b- goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Um, and and Tammy's okay. Thanks. We're going to look after you, babe. Thanks, babes. You're wonderful. We love you. Thank you. Okay. I'm sorry I've not been on my game recently. You, you have. Shh. You've been great. Thanks. We're going night nights now. I'm just going to stroke that magnificent mane of hair. Spoon. With a spoon. What? Oh, right, yeah, okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye! He presents the biggest show on TV every week, but he's realised that his career has hit its peak. He's the kind of guy you've been asked to sort of buy to let. So in the absence of a property portfolio, enjoy his pension plan. It's the Patrick O'Shaughnessy Show on Radio 2.